This is Melissa Fordlocken. Rosalie Petrowski. Susan, Seraph, and Jess. Editors for the Washington Square Review. Washington Square On Air showcases the poetry and fiction of the latest edition of LCC's literary journal, The Washington Square Review, read by the poets, authors, and editors themselves. Expect the unexpected as our contributors express experience and fantasy with humor, imagination, poetic license, irony, and passion. If you love language at its most original, please join us in our audio town square to celebrate a community of writers spanning from around the world to Lansing. Hey there, this is Melissa Ford Lockin, editor for the Washington Square Review, but today I'm here as a faculty person. I'm here with a student, Tay Galande, who is currently in my composition class. Thanks for joining us today, Tay. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. We were talking a little bit uh, before we started recording about how you got here to LCC to be in my classroom, and maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, I can do that. Um, in 2019, I moved to the U.S. from a country in Southern Africa called Zambia, uh, and then I moved to Indianapolis. That's where I was at first with my mom. But then when my mom went off to work in California, I moved to Michigan where my sisters were. And then I went to Okemos High School and I graduated there. And then after I had applied in my senior year, I had applied to um, Michigan State University. And I had got in and I started programs there. But then um, as the semester was approaching, I realized that the money just wasn't adding up and it probably wasn't going to work out. And my mom and my sisters were suggesting I take a gap year. But then I felt like LCC would be a good opportunity to learn and to grow. And I thought that that's where I should start. Well, we're happy to have you here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm curious about that first big move. Can you tell us what what was that like? Um, <laughs> Watching movies, I mean, I would say that that's for everyone. So um, watching movies, Disney movies, American movies all my life. I had expected high school to be like the movies <laughs> when I came. So that was definitely hard. Um, I was in boarding school in Zambia. Um, that was my secondary education. So that was ninth grade. And I had gone to a Catholic boarding school because... It had like academic acclaim. So, I mean, people hear that and they think, <laughs> you know, that sounds a little crazy. But yes, it was a Catholic, an old girls Catholic boarding school and it was good. And then my mom said that we're going to move. Um, I was definitely very excited for the change and I thought it was going to be exciting. And when I came, it was exciting, but it was definitely it had its challenges uh, because I expected to just like to get accustomed and just used to the place immediately because I had to wait like maybe I think it was five months before I was able to come here and I had stayed away from school. So there was, that, there was so much anticipation around it. And then when I did come, I learned that, you know, it takes time to get uh, used to a place and to adjust to a place. So it was great, but it was also a challenge. Yeah. Talk a little bit more about what your expectations were. What did you see in the movies that you thought you were going to <laughs> walk into? Yeah, I just, I thought, I guess it was more of the community for me. Being in an old girls Catholic boarding school, everyone, <laughs> like everyone was just like relying on each other. You're around these people every day. You sleep in the same dorms. You go through the same routines. You're in the same classes here. That was actually a surprise to me because here you have different classes and you move around. But when I was um, at my school, 
you would stay in the same class with the same people every day from start to finish, like the start of the day to the end of the day. So there was just there was that deep community and just accustomedness to the people around you. But then here it's like you see somebody once maybe and then you might not see them again. The school is way bigger and the place is definitely, there's a, I feel like there's a bit of an individualistic culture here. So it was definitely, it was a hard, hard thing because in the movies, I feel like there was an expectation of you're going to have these best friends. You're going to be, there isn't much schoolwork. You're just like going around having fun, but it, it definitely wasn't that. Right. There's yeah. always in the movies, there's always the scene by the locker. Yeah. The cafeteria <laughs> and there's, you know, seven or nine people that are all sitting around together. Yeah. And, and I think the cliques as well, like mm-hmm. they were the popular kids and all of that. And that made it easy to kind of, it seemed like it was going to be easy to navigate high school. But then when you actually get in, I mean, that isn't great. The cliques, of course, but it did seem like it was more organized. But when you you get there um it was definitely there isn't like a centralized system there's just like people everywhere so yeah I feel like that definitely also made it um pretty hard to navigate because there wasn't no one group that you were trying to get into or those no which I don't think would have been great <laughs> but it definitely yeah would have been something yeah it would have been probably easier to navigate because you know exactly what you're getting but it's just that yeah constant shuffle yeah yeah um, talk a little bit about what the academics were like. Uh, the academics, I would say it was kind of easier um, here. Well, I wouldn't say easier, but in Zambia, we had to get, we had to learn 12 subjects at the same time. You didn't get to pick what you wanted to learn, except from there were three electives. There was French, home economics, and agriculture. And I had chosen agriculture, and I enjoyed that. But then when I came here, I did have more option in what I wanted to do. Uh, I took six classes back in Zambia. I had to take 12. And the way they did it there, it was very rigid in the way the structure was. And uh, we needed to, like, when we're taking notes, it was a requirement to write down everything the teacher is saying, and they would, like, check your notes and make sure that you've done that. If not, you would get, like, a punishment the system was, there's corporal punishments and stuff. So it was definitely very different. Teachers were not as encouraging as they are here. Um, yeah, it was a more rigid system. And then here, I feel like you have more room to like pick what you want and actually like enjoy. Um, I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy. I did learn a lot in Zambia and I enjoyed um, the community I had. But it was definitely, it's it's more open here and what you want to, like, pursue. Well, since I'm a writing instructor, I'm curious about <laughs> the writing instruction that you got there oh, and how that carried over here. Um, there, the writing structure was learning how to write. We didn't really get into, like, creative writing. It was more so just, like, instruction and uh, parts of speech and... I feel like that helped, actually. It wasn't, yeah, there wasn't any creative writing. Though being in boarding school, a lot of us took to writing stories. So that was something that, that was the first place I actually started like exploring writing, um, writing stories and writing my own stuff. Um, But then with the academic system in place, it was just like learning composition and learning parts of speech and structure. And when I came here, it was definitely very different. I pursued more 
I was given more uh, opportunity to get into creative writing and usually there was in high school there was rarely chance for me to like actually learn parts of speech and structure so I feel like that kind of helped me like still maintain some um, refinement in my writing even though I wasn't being taught that a lot here mm-hmm. yeah when you were working on essays here compared to um, before in the boarding school when we've talked a lot in composition class about like entering the conversation yeah. and you know doing discourse analysis and reading what other people write and figuring out what they're saying and then adding in your new contribution. Did you do similar things before? No, we did not. (laughs) You were just receiving more so um, other people's conversations and you never, we never really practiced entering a conversation. Uh, We just more so just did structural stuff. Yeah. With the writing. So when you wrote essays, was it more of a compilation of information that you gathered? To be honest, I don't remember writing an essay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. fair. So paragraphs then. Yeah, perhaps. it was okay. paragraphs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was a compilation of what other people were saying. And it was usually like trying to find the error or um, editing. It was just, it was more so that than like writing what we wanted to write. Mm-hmm. I don't remember ever writing like anything that had to do with my thoughts or yeah, I don't remember that. Okay. Yeah. The writing that you did, was it exclusively in certain classes or was there writing like in history classes or philosophy and religion, stuff like that? Uh, um, there was writing in everything, really, because like I said, we were required to write notes, but then that was just more so like, that was more so formal um, writing and it was it was something that was given to us. Like we, we wouldn't just write off the top of our heads, we would write what they're telling us to write, but then more... Um, where we had more liberty in how we wrote, uh, it was in my English class. I think it was called composition. I think it was called composition, yes. Okay. Part of the reason why I'm asking is over the years I've had students in class before and they've come from schooling systems that don't use writing as a creative tool. Yeah. And so sometimes when I say, well, what's your analysis? You know, what's, what are you going to add to the contribution? You know, how are you going to contribute to the conversation? They have a look on their face like they don't really like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Why yeah. do I want to do that? And so I think that that can be something that's really unique um, for some people when they get to college here. Yeah. I mean, um, in your class, that's the first time I've heard about like discourse analysis and that so that is like we definitely didn't do that back in Zambia yeah Yeah. Um, well you can look forward to doing more (laughs) yeah (laughs) when you were doing the creative writing that you were um on your own talk a little bit about what that was like um in boarding school Mm -hmm. we didn't have like the um the library there they weren't many like great books so in our classes I don't know about other classes. There were like three um, ninth grade classes and then it went all the way up to 12th grade. So um, I'm speaking more so what happened in my class. But then everyone used to like write um, stories. We started having competitions, writing competitions because we didn't really it, w- it was boring. We didn't have TV. We didn't have phones. We weren't allowed to like leave the school premises. So there really wasn't much to do. And we decided to like use our own creativity and make our own um, entertainment. And I really enjoyed it. I feel like being um, 
being distant from the world because um, you weren't even allowed to like step out of the gates. It was a um, the nuns were very strict about that, and we didn't have any technology. We didn't have um, we didn't have TV, so really <laughs> it was just up to us to like uh, find that entertainment. And getting to write was definitely like an outlet for that you know, for creating something interesting. And I feel like that's when I really did um, fall in love with writing. It was fun to create your own world and, yeah, just make your own fun. And was that just the students reading each other's? Yeah. So the nuns weren't involved with that? No, they were not. Were they okay with it? Did they uh, know about it? Um, to be honest, I don't think they would care. And it wasn't something they did know about. But it wasn't like we were writing anything that was inappropriate or mm -hmm. anything like that. Yeah. So it was, I don't think they would have cared. But yeah, they weren't around all the time. Um, so they definitely didn't, yeah, they definitely didn't know about that. That's cool. Yeah. So talk a little bit about, you, you went to two high schools. Yes. Um, how were they com when you compare them to each other? For Southport in Indianapolis, I went there in my second semester of ninth grade. Oh, and I started, I'm sorry, I started um, the boarding school in eighth grade. That's when secondary school starts in Zambia. And then I did the first um, the first term of ninth grade, the three terms. So when I came here, I just continued into the um, second term of ninth grade in Southport. And my English class that I was taking then was English 9, and we're doing the Odyssey reading the odyssey and i actually um really enjoyed that for some reason maybe it is because i used to do a lot of story writing so reading odysseus and the gods and all of that it was very interesting and i actually really loved that class um the school was the school i started to get comfortable with it that was right before the pandemic hit i actually didn't even get to finish in person um because as I, I felt like as I was starting to like get used to people and get used to the place as when the pandemic hit and it was just like you have to stay at home and that was definitely a challenge but I did like the school and it was huge and I enjoyed that it was like three stories um, and it was like it was extremely big the gym was big and I enjoyed that that was the first time I took gym class um, in a school and it was also the last time and then <laughs> gym I, class is one of those things that many people look back on with yeah. unfond memories. So yeah. I'm glad to hear that yours was good. Yeah, I liked it because the gym was really big and they had like stairs at the top and I enjoyed walking around there. It was like a small strip of stairs and I enjoyed that. Yeah. And then when I moved to um, Okemos High School, I did my first um, year online and that was in 10th grade um, because of the pandemic. And with that class, I honestly can't remember much, but yeah, I, I can't remember much. I think it was it was all right. We didn't really do any formal writing and we lent more, I would say, semi-technical stuff. I can't really remember everything. Yeah. And then with my um, 11th grade is when I took a writing class. It was reading, writing and reflecting. And I really enjoyed that class as well. Um, I feel like I that's when I kind of dove into writing poems and um, creative writing. And that was the same for uh, my 12th grade where I took contemporary literature and creative writing. So I feel like my high school experience has been mostly, I would say, like, I would say mostly and all except from um, ninth grade in Zambia, the first term. But that one, I don't know if it really counts because <laughs> I can't really remember much. But it has been pretty much creative writing. Yeah, I don't think I wrote one formal essay 
in high school. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) How did the working with the technology during COVID and the learning, how did that fit? Because it sounds like you didn't grow up with a lot of technology. Yeah, we, I did not. (laughs) Uh, My first phone was here. um, So, and like back in high school, I mean, back in Zambia in um, primary school and part of secondary school, we didn't use computers. Back in the boarding school, we did not use computers. And we used to go to the computer lab. We actually had computer science and we'd go to the computer lab to work on spreadsheets once a week. (laughs) So, um, the technology part wasn't, I feel like that wasn't hard for me. Um, it was just, it was definitely the isolation that was hard because coming into a new country and you're expecting to like see new things, meet new people, have experiences and kind of get, um, accustomed to the place around you. Um, and when I moved to Michigan, it was during quarantine. So, um, cause I moved from Southport during COVID. So I didn't even get to like go outside and see Michigan. So it was definitely hard learning cause it felt like I didn't even know what was going on around me, but I, I powered through. It was hard. It was a challenge, but I powered through. What was the hardest part? The hardest part was the silence. Um, growing up in Zambia, it's pretty loud. Like, And I also lived with um, a lot of my family back in Zambia. Well, could be like maybe nine in the house. But then um, in when I moved to Michigan, it was just the three of us, my little brother and my older sister. Um, so that was like, it was hard just to be in the house silence and I used to go outside every night and all the time really in Zambia in order to stay in the house so having to stay in the house and just you don't see the sun you don't see the stars at night it was it was a challenge just that isolation I'd say well you're isolated from people but you're also isolated from nature yeah so when you were growing up was nature a big part it was a big part I don't remember like a day when you'd stay in the house like the whole day that wasn't a thing you'd go outside like during the day and even at night I used to go especially before I moved here um, I would go outside at night and watch the stars because I would say there isn't a lot of light pollution so when you like look uh, you look up there's a lot of stars so that was something I used to enjoy doing but then when I um, during COVID I just I couldn't do that yeah. How did I know that you're um, you've let me know that you're going into computer science? Yeah. So I'm wondering, how did you how did you come to have that interest, given that you didn't really grow <laughs> up with it? Um, yeah. Um, funny thing is, even though I didn't grow up around computers since like primary school, I would say even back as as back as third grade, uh, we used to have computer science classes and we'd learn parts of the computer and what a computer is. It wasn't very um, practical. It was more technical and just notes about that. But I feel like that's kind of where the interest started. And when I came here, since 10th grade, I had started taking computer science classes and I took some, I took two AP computer science classes and I really enjoyed those. So I honestly didn't know what I wanted to study, but then I started thinking and I was like, you know, maybe computer science could be something I could take because I like that it teaches you um, a way, a method of applying your own ideas. There isn't a set thing that you have to do in computer science. It's just more of like innovation and creating whatever problem solving and thinking and creating what you think um, is going to, you know, what you think is something worth creating, something that either you want to help people or make money that's that's really your choice but I feel like it definitely gives you like an outlet with code 
on creating things that you feel like are worth creating. Yeah. That sounds really beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Because <laughs> you can take it in all the d- different directions. Yeah. I'd never thought of it that way. Um, you belong to a club here at school, right? Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. I actually started the club with uh, my professor, Professor Hindo. Um, she's my CPSC 230 teacher. Uh, back in at Okimus High School, I didn't get to like join a lot of clubs. Actually, I didn't. I only joined one club, and it was the coding club, and that was in eleventh grade. Um, but other than that, I couldn't really join sports or um, do clubs because I lived pretty far from the school, and my sister was also going to school, and it was just the three of us at home. So, and she's still working on like getting her driver's license and stuff. So, um, I couldn't like get to school to do the clubs and stuff so I didn't get to do that and that was something that I really wished because I like to get involved and similar to how it was in Zambia everyone was just like in everything and we would participate and connect and I felt like that had been a good thing for me so when I came here I was like I want to I want to do that I want to make up for the things that I didn't do and I thought computer science club would be something that I would be interested in because it is my major and teaching people who um, don't know how to code i would have liked it if someone would have done that for me though i wouldn't say it's that deep because i did learn <laughs> um in 10th in 11th grade more so 10th grade was more like the theoretical aspect but yeah so um that's why i created the um intro to computer science and coding club with my professor because i wanted to not just teach other people who don't know how to code but also like create a community for it because in computer science to be able to thrive you need to connect with other people there's especially working with code sometimes you'd spend like three hours working on something and then realize there's a small mistake and somebody else might have been able to spot that so you really need like um, each other to be able to do well in it so I thought it would be great to have like that community and also just help people who are beginning as well yeah well it's would you say that the coding is like another language yeah I would say it is um and I feel like once you, they're different languages. I'm, um, I know Java, JavaScript, uh, C++, Python, and HTML. There are also other languages. Uh, but I feel like once you learn one language, it translates well into the other computer science languages, the other coding languages. So, for example, Python is very beginner-friendly. I started with Java. And I feel like it helped me understand, like, the class that I'm taking now, it's a lot easier than I feel like some people might experience it if they're just uh, getting into code. So I feel like learning one language just helps translate into the other languages, including Python. Learning Python will help you learn C++ or Java. So it's definitely a good baseline to start with Python, for example, because it's beginner-friendly. Yeah. So it must be nice to be with other people that yeah. speak these languages because yeah. <laughs> you guys can talk about ideas and create things yeah. together. And, yeah, and you can easily um, trans help each other learn different languages because they so easily translate into um, different languages across the languages in, in coding. Yeah. Are you guys looking for new members? Um, yeah, we are. And how would somebody find out about that? It's on the LCC page, so they can reach out to um, Professor Thamira or um, their posters around the Intro to Computer Science. Um, I'll probably hand out more <laughs> and I'll be at the club fair um, next semester. But yeah. Okay, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, what other classes are you taking here? I'm taking Calculus 1 and CSPS 230. 
And how did your experience at LCC match up with your expectations? Um, You've been to a lot of different schools. Yeah, I would say it matches up pretty well. I enjoy being here. I feel like it's somewhere where um, I've been able to learn my weaknesses and tap into my strengths. And there is a lot I need to work on uh, with time management and getting into like the college mindset because it's very different learning a subject um, for two for a whole year and learning it in just one semester. So that's something I definitely need to work on. But being at OCC has been something I've definitely enjoyed. I don't enjoy the bus the bus rides because I live in Okemos and it's like an hour away. So mm-hmm. whenever I wake up and I'm like I have class at ten, I know I have to wake up at like at least eight so that I can get ready and then I check the bus schedule sometimes it comes too early sometimes it comes too late so that hasn't been enjoyable but other than that um, I would say it's a pretty chill environment which is what I expected the class size is small which is kind of what I expected so yeah I'd say it has met my expectations is there anything that surprised you um to be honest no no I I didn't really have a lot of expectations to begin with but you know what maybe I would say time time I expected to have more time to do a lot of things I wanted to start um, another club as well with my sister she also goes here but I didn't have time for that and she also didn't have time for that so time is definitely a thing that Mm -hmm. is yeah it's scarce (laughs) that's the truth and I I think um doesn't matter what where you are in the world (laughs) under stars or not under stars yeah time is always as an issue I'm wondering if somebody was thinking about coming here to LCC, what would you suggest they do to get comfortable, to get prepared? For one, I started, um, I missed two classes of each of my classes that I signed up for because I signed up late because I had initially enrolled um, at MSU. So it was just like a last minute thing I was trying to rush. So I would say definitely be prepared and plan early and then know the classes that you're taking go on rate my professor do all of that stuff make sure you're in classes that you are going to be comfortable in if you need to take the placement test take that check all the requirements make sure you're all set and then I would say study ahead for the classes and like start doing work early and don't wait because you're definitely going to be backed up and once you like fall behind once It might be very hard to catch up. It kind of just keeps on going and you might never be able to like really catch up. So it's best to like start early and get into the classes, get into the mindset and start doing the work early. That makes good sense. Yeah. Um, Especially planning ahead and putting thought into, you know, what you're hoping to accomplish. Yeah. Did you work with a success coach or anyone in advising or did you you know, sort that out on your own? Uh, I had to sort it out on my own. <laughs> I enrolled in classes at MSU and I kind of just wanted to transfer that schedule here. At first, um, I had enrolled, I had tried to enroll in calculus, but then I wasn't able to because they said that I need to either take, um, they said that my placement score, I think I was like at a seven, level seven. And they said I need to be at level nine to get into calculus because I hadn't taken pre-calculus. So, and I had taken the placement score at MSU and I had gotten into calculus. So that was frustrating. And I tried mm-hmm. to call my advisor and she's just like, maybe you should take pre-calculus, which is not a bad thing to advise. That makes sense. So um, I had to take the placement test and that I was able to get into the class. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to Wait, anyone, I, anyone who has tried to register, question. no, anyone who's tried to register for any classes anywhere knows that that's the way it is. There's yeah. so many decisions to make and a lot of them end up being made all at once at the last minute. Yeah. And you feel like you're scrambling backwards to yeah. figure out what you should have already known. Yeah. And I actually now I'm remembering your question. <laughs> I tried to reach out to like an academic advisor, but, uh, it wasn't very helpful, I think, because I knew what I wanted to take. So mm-hmm. I just went ahead and did that. Mm-hmm. And even for the next coming semester, I just went ahead and like picked the classes that I knew I needed to take because mm-hmm. I plan on transferring in a year. Yeah. So I think it, it could be really reassuring for someone who's listening to know that that scrambling that happens at the yeah. last minute is a normal part of the process. And you can sort it out. It's just a lot all at once. Yeah. And it feels like each decision is so important and while it is it's you know it's just a decision yeah <laughs> in the end yeah, what are you so taking next semester uh i'm taking uh calculus 2 i'm taking uh cpsc 231 i'm taking physics with calculus and i'm taking gen- um, general chem- chemistry yeah and the the lab with the general chemistry okay. uh yeah I'm hoping for the best because it's definitely I'm, I was taking three classes this semester and what it was it wasn't that hard to manage the classes but I would say I definitely struggled with like keeping time and having to commute from home to school and also like I don't have a car so I can't just I can't go to the library for example in Okemos, um I would have to wait for the bus or see the bus schedule if it's even going to pass there so I have to do my work mostly at home and that is not a great idea because there isn't a lot of um, rooms for me to study in. Um, my little brother's usually playing games. My sister's doing her own things. So it's definitely hard to study at home. I feel like if I was on a campus, it would definitely be a bit better. Yeah. So studying for these classes that I'm going to have this coming semester, especially since I know they're going to be hard, I'm just hoping for the best. I'm hoping that during this coming break, I can build those habits that can help me succeed. Because if not, yeah, I I can just hope for the best. (laughs) I have faith in you. Thank you. So the courses that you selected, those are ones that you will transfer? Yeah, those are the ones that I need to transfer in a year. Okay. Yeah. That sounds, that will keep you busy. Yeah, they will. (laughs) I will start studying as soon as like I'm done with this semester. I need to just get into studying right away. Okay. Well, um, speaking of about when you're done, what are you looking forward to doing in between the two semesters? Um, what I'm looking forward to doing is definitely resting. And I, I'm hoping to get my license and start driving as soon as I can, because that would definitely make it a lot easier. And I'm hoping to enjoy Christmas. Yeah. And also, I work at Macy's, so I'll probably get more hours. And I look forward to making the money and just enjoying my break. That sounds great. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks a lot for coming in today. Yeah, thank you. And what are you looking forward to doing over the break? Reading. Mm. (laughs) Just sitting on the couch reading. I have a little stack of books that I've been wanting to get back to that I was reading during the summer. Mm. And um, I'll be doing that and hopefully hanging out with my mom, which is always a good time. Yeah, that sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our talented poets and authors. Until next time, this has been Washington Square On Air.
we showcase selections from Lansing Community College's Literary Journal, The Washington Square Review, a publication featuring writers from the Great Lakes State, across the nation, and around the world. To find out more about the Washington Square Review, visit lcc.edu slash WSR. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed sharing.